0: I'm sorry, it's my imagination? Okay, that can be true too. Imagination, imagination. of what Shem. <laughs> okay, good. Always being philosophical. Okay, now, so. Um, correct. I would like to, uh, again today, I would like to do a piece of paleoates with you, and then tomorrow we'll do twidla. Um, okay. The piece I would like to do with you today is known as Ahavat Re'im, the uh, the, the concern, the connection between one Jew and another. How important that is. Okay. So uh, I'm not reading the whole thing. We'll do parts of it over here, right? Because it's a big piece. So he says like this. Um, turns. But Kansar of Lakaya mitzvah Zo, this person has to fulfill this mitzvah of concern for another Jew. But Debo U. one needs to do this in, in work and in speech and in action. Both. But Dibor, how does one fulfill the mitzvah of showing a concern and a care for another Jew with tovim, One should speak good things and correct things, one should always try to say something good to someone. That's that's how one, showing concern for someone is to show, is to get, to say things to them, to make them happy. Believe me, it's, uh, not everybody's happy. So it, it's a big, it's an important mitzvah to try to make people happy with words. To go, and how can you do that? Besoros tovos, give them good news, you don't, you know, you don't have to be the one to spread the bad news. That's not what people, I mean, unless it's necessary, but ones should try to look to give over good news to people, how things are getting better, et cetera. But naturally it should be uh, based on, you know, facts. To give someone a piece of good advice. If there's some problem, to try to help him work it out. And to let him know, if he can, if, if he, this person can, under, can anticipate that because of a certain situation, this person might suffer a loss. So let him make him aware of that. And if a person is going through difficulties, to try to give him the chama. And many, many, many other op- opportunities one can do through speech. Speech is a gift that God gave us, right? That's what distinguishes us between us and all other creatures. We have the ability of speech and we should use it for positive things. That's number one. Number two, he brings down, how does one show concern for another Jew with, through action? Uh, so, one, one, can, one can provide kindness with either his physical being or with his money, he can do that. If someone needs help, they should push themselves they have to push themselves to try to help the person. To try to do kindness. By doing this, you're fulfilling the mitzvah of loving another Jew. Ashrei yes, Enosh, as those fortunate is someone who can do this to try to hold on to such an idea and to the extent that a person pushes himself one is going to be uh, one is going to be rewarded according to that because to the extent that a person pushes himself you're doing before Hashem. and just like a parent has compassion for his children and we can be brothers. So to, uh, we should help out another Jew. We're all, the, we're all from Hashem. We're all from the same father. And just like a person is concerned about one of his limbs, so too the Jewish people are known as one entity. I mean, there's a famous idea, in other words, this concept of Kayag mitzvos. Kayag mitzvos is an absolute impossibility for any one person. Down from, down from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Avraham Avinu, to any of you name the person, it's absolutely impossible for that individual to have ever fulfilled 613 mitzvahs. It's absolutely impossible. Because maybe today you can do such things, but in, in the true world, you can't. Because you have to be, um, um, certain mitzvahs only apply to men. Certain mitzvahs only apply to women. Certain mitzvahs only apply to kohanim. Certain mitzvahs only apply to the king. Certain mitzvahs only apply if the person owns property. So it, it's absolutely impossible, except for maybe today, you know, everybody can be whoever they want. But um, uh, ostensibly, it's, also, it's impossible. So they a how? So what do you mean the 613 mitzvahs were given to the Jewish people? It means we as a total entity. We're, we're considered as one unit. And, and since we have, we have to look after every single Jew, so we, we are a corporation. So as the corporation forms their their functioning, it's helping the entire corporation. We're all members. That's, that's the idea. Call Yisrael, each Jew looks out for another Jew. And therefore, we act as one entity. And what, whatever one Jew does, that's not only... Helping himself, he's helping the rest of the Jewish people also. And similarly, if you do something, you're not only working for yourself, you're working for the entire Jewish people. So we're all one entity, and that's how we say there's 613 mitzvahs by us, because we are all one entity. Again, another understanding is that um, if you can't do it actually, so if you learn about it, then that's the equivalent of doing it. That's another understanding of how a Jew can do 613 mitzvahs. He doesn't actually have the physical capability. So if he just he learns about it, then that's the equivalent of doing it as well. Okay. So now, so let's move on a little bit over here with this piece. A person, a healthy person, loves himself. He cares for himself. Bes benoan for his children. Bes Ochiv and to his relatives. Why is that? He says, Mithneisha Teva Machaivo. Again, that, that's an ingrained nature of a person to have a love for himself and for his offspring and his, his relatives. Again, that's in a normal situation. Listen to what he says over here. Something, very, something we have to reckon with. When it comes to other people, in a situation where a person might think that, I'm going to experience a loss or tircha de goof. It's going to cause me a a, a hassle. If if there's any connection between me and another person, and I'm concerned that maybe if I'm going to have to deal with this other person, it might cause me a loss or it's going to be a a big effort on my part. So then when there's this tension and and this Right, This tug of war over here, by nature, what happens is your interest in yourself overpowers your interest in others. Umagam, shiliyosa mitzvah even though there's an enormous mitzvah over here, helping out another Jew. But it's going to take time and it might take money, etc. That's true. So he's saying over here in, com, in conjunction with the under, that this mitzvah has such a, an enormous impact in the world, Yitzro Shalodim is gabarolov, right? In other words, Kol Ha Mechavero, Yitzro Godol Heimenu. So I, I'm just thinking about this right now with you gentlemen. Uh, I'm getting an idea of what, what this is. So it's a Gemara and Sukkah. The Gemara and Sukkah brings down a very fascinating case which you might have heard of before in the past. Abaya was, um, was watching from an aside as a young man and a woman walking uh, on, a, on, a, on a road and they came to a fork in the road. So they followed Yogi Berra's advice. When you come to a fork in the road, you take it. So they took the fork in the road and they separated from each other. And Abaya, when he saw that, he, he, he felt faint. And he said, if it would have been myself, I don't know how I would have handled such a situation. And he couldn't understand it. He says, these two young people over here, they were just walking very casually, innocently, and then when their when their uh, you know their itineraries uh, switched, so then one went one way, one went the other way, and the baal said, "I don't know. I, I don't know how such a thing could have been." So he said he was all upset about it until someone reminded him, and he told him, Cola mechavero, The greater you are, the greater the yitzchora." And like a similar story, they came to the Vilna Gon, and someone once told me, he said, to the, I, was, I, said I wish I had your Sahara." And the Vilna Gon said, Chas v'shalom. He said, because uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know what it is, but the, the, the greater a person is, the greater is the person's Sahara. The more a person grows, the more is his Sahara. But I'm seeing another uh, understanding of this idea over here in this idea. He's saying that what? That because this mitzvah is so phenomenal, this idea of helping out another Jew, he's saying, Ma gam mitzvah yeah. This is an enormous mitzvah over helping out another Jew. He's saying, yeah. love." The Yitzchahar is becoming even greater. All right, so that's that's uh, unbelievable over here. That um, that um, uh, what was I going to say? The Yitzchahar is becoming greater. Because the greater the mitzvah, the more the the the, uh, the the opposite is you you don't want to do it. So I'm being reminded yesterday, I, I mentioned to you, gentlemen, that I would give you a little background about the Peleoites. So again, let me just remind you a little bit over here, because we're in the middle of this. I just want to just give a little background. The Peleoites lived in around the 1700s, the late 1700s, in a city called Sarajevo. Now again, when we think of Sephardi Jews, we generally identify them with Jews from the Middle East, or for, yeah, Middle East, North Africa, places like that. But in truth, as we all understand well, Sephardi Jews mean Jews who came from Spain. Svarad is Spain. So again, the Jews in the Middle East, um, they're not really Sephardi Jews. The Jews have been in the Middle East, Iraq, Persia, all that area over there. They've been there for thousands of years. They've been there for thousands of years. The Jews who are Sephardi Jews, in other words, what happened was the Jews came, from, the Jews moved from Iraq and Iran and all those places. They moved across North Africa and then they went to Spain. So in other words, that was the movement that they met. They want to understand that the, the, the Sephardi and the Ashkenazi Jews, the Jews, Ashkenazim came from Eretz Israel up through uh, Italy. And that was when the Chorban Beis Amigdash took place the Romans took many, many Jews to Italy and the Jews from Italy moved up north into France and in Germany. So that's how the Ashkenazim came. And the Sephardi Jews started out in the Middle East and then they moved across North Africa. They went to uh, Morocco and Algeria and places like that and then they moved into Spain. And in Spain, as you well know, that we had the most powerful Jewish community in the Middle Ages was in Spain. There were hundreds of thousands of Jews who lived in Spain. And then, as well, and then in 1492 was the expulsion from Spain, and Jews left, and so they went. Some went to, um, they went to uh, what do you call it? Holland? Your right? The Spanish Portuguese synagogue we moved to uh, moved to uh, Amsterdam. You had Jews who moved uh, to Italy. You had Jews who moved to Greece. And then you had Jews who moved to uh, what was called the Balkans, which is where Sarajevo is. It's in Bosnia. It's in what used to be a country called Yugoslavia. Today, they don't have it. It doesn't exist anymore. Serbia, and it's uh, Bosnia, all these little countries over there. So there's Sephardi Jews. The Sephardi the Jews, they speak a language called Ladino, which is not such a popular one anymore. And it's, they want to compare it to Yiddish. That in other words, it was the, the Jewish-German dialect. So that was the, uh, the uh, Spanish-Jewish dialect called Ladino. And they speak that in those line, in those countries. And he was very—he uh, was a rabbi in the city over there in the late 1700s. And he had an enormous impact in, in, in that area. So that—that that is a little bit of the background of the eighth, this being his most well-known sefer, as a uh, very famous Musa sefer. So, um, if you want more details, I'll try and do a little more research for you. But that's pretty much what was brought down over here in the, uh, in the introduction over here. About the paleo eights, um, so anyway, so he 's telling us over here that what that um, the greater the mitzvah, the more the A tries to dissuade you from it because he understands what what you can come away with from it, and that's that 's where the struggle is all, is all about, but Soracles Gabrielitso, and a person has to make every effort to uh, hold his position forlo al quote Kono and to have uh, connect to Hashem, ula ores and to arouse the love. In other words, um, if so, if someone has a love for something, so then as we mentioned before, then there is no price tag on it. You'll do anything. Nothing will hold you back. So that's what he's trying to say over here. Um, you know, uh, specific, you know, especially you know when people are having like uh, fundraisers and things like that, they try to uh, connect to your love for the Jewish people and to situations, because then you realize, then you'll do things which you would have never done under normal situations. Somebody would just come by and give you, you know, you give him a dollar bill or whatever you'll give him. But if, if they explain and they're talking to you and you're seeing how, you know, it's arousing your compassion, so then you're able to go above yourself than you would have done under normal circumstances. And that, that's, that's this idea over here, that when the Yetzirah is trying to... Uh, Pull you away from this mitzvah, that you you should try to work on just thinking about how much uh, that how much you love this person, how much he, he's Hashem's child over here, and then that will push you to be able to overcome the yator that's trying to pull you away. Lashreyim Yisrael, how how fortunate the Jews are, kama yegios how much effort they put in, kama sovlim, how much they're ready to put themselves out, kama and how much money. Motzium, al-Dvar mitzvah, for a mitzvah, to do good things. And the Jews are known to be some of the most, even the non-religious Jews. Uh, the philanthropy of the Jews, the you know, generosity of Jews is world famous. The Jews built, uh, they do all sorts of things. Um, even, you know, as I say, even the non-religious, they use it for all sorts of things. But it, it's basically showing that this is nature, you know, those are Jews' nature, like we say. The, children who are who are descendants of Avram, they're Rachmanim, Baishanim, and Gomli Chasodim. These are the three character traits that uh, epitomize a Jew. They are, uh, again, they're Rachmanim, they have compassion on people. They are Baishanim. they're embarrassed, and to do to do something inappropriate, they won't do. And the Gomli Chasodim, always looking to do Chesed. That is the nature of a Jew. So you just what to do is, it's not hard to get a Jew to do things like this because it's, it's it's his in, innate nature. It's not like you have to change the person around. That's his DNA in him. Zolka Chulken, how fortunate it is our portion. Avadolka, sheyesh mitzvahs gedolos, asher mach meshein And there's certain mitzvahs that people just don't do so much. Now, he brings down over and he says like this. Ve'ikar uh, ahava, He believed the essential mitzvah of loving another Jew is in your heart. Meaning what? This, this, whatever, we we get uh, tainted very often. He says, No one should ever feel happy if another person has a misfortune, either a financial misfortune or any other type of misfortune. A person should not take personal pleasure in such a thing. Right, and that's why um, there's a very famous Gemara and uh, Brochos that um ostensibly we say we're davening Shmon Asray. But in reality there are nineteen brochos There are nineteen, not eighteen. So the question is how why is it called Shmon Asray? So by Miller used to say because for hundreds of years it was it was only eighteen brochos. And we'll discuss that tomorrow, Mirz Hashem, about where the number eighteen comes from, etc. But um there were 18 for hundreds of years. It wasn't until much, much later that we added the 19th bracha. And that was the bracha of Olam al um, And when Rebbe Gamliel, who was the who the was the head of the Jewish people at the time, he was looking for someone to write that 19th bracha to try to counteract the effect of the uh, the the Olam the those who were, were rebelling against the Jewish people. He asked Shmuel HaKotan, he has Shmuel Akudin to compose that bracha, and why we see the one that was picked? knows anybody could write nice things. Anybody could write nice things, but they picked him specifically because Shmuel Akkodin lived with this idea. It says, "Go to the Pasuk in Mishlei, and it says, vecha,' in the downfall of your enemy, Al tismach." So knows even though he's writing a bracha to counteract the the Mishumodim and people like that that are trying to attack the Jews, but it has to be done from, from in such a pure way that it has to be only. The Shem Shemayim, and then it would have the the proper effect. Because if it's going to be done with any personal agenda or vendetta, so then it wouldn't necessarily have that effect in Shemayim. So this is this ideal. A person a person has to be very very careful not to feel any pleasure in whatsoever if someone is going under a, a, having a financial difficulty. Especially when you have that have people who you feel are your competitors. You have a business, and this other person you feel is competing with you. Chas Rishol. One thing that we understand clearly is no one's competing with anybody. In truth, I mean, there's something we need to work on. This is what the moon is all based on, and that's Token is the is the carrying through of this moon. A person has to understand that a person's parnasa was defined on Rosh Hashanah. So if Chas and people are going through difficulties now, there's no question they are with all the business downturns now. But ostensibly, whatever is happening, because that was determined on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem made a decree how much Parnassah a person is going to be making during the year. And there's nothing in any way whatsoever that will affect that from someone else. No one else on the outside can take that away from you. So no one, in effect, is ever a competitor with you. We just imagine that that's what Ayat Sahara wants us to do. And then, so if he's going to have a financial difficulty, so I'll be happy because now one of my competitors is out, of, is out you know, is out. And, um, but again, that, there's no truth to that. On the contrary, right? By Brevda, you said that a person is truly a Baal If somebody opens up a competing business or something that he thinks is a competing business, what he should do is he should go over to that person and greet him and tell him, I wish you the most Hatzalacha. In other words, if me nadin, din, uh, again, there are halachas over here of competition. I mean, we're not learning kosher mishpat over here, but there are halachas. When is a person allowed to open up a competing business with someone? So if, if all those halachas have been met, so then that person in no way is taking away anything from you. And you, have, and you should. A person who has true betokhin, she walk over to that person. I wish you much hatzalacha. Just like I have and Hashem will give you hatzalacha. That there should be a proper hishtalus on your part. And you should be happy with any, anything good that's happening. And if he goes through any difficulties, you should feel his pain. And you should have him for him. You should have him for him. How does a person get such a love? He'll always remember what the Gemara says. Listen to this, he says. this is That what the Chazal teaches, that even a rushif if he's going through difficulties, the Shekhinah is in pain the Shekhinah is in pain over this Russia suffering. So if I see that the Shekhinah is in pain, then that's, again, what is that doing that is teaching me? Uh, when the Gemara tells me things about the Shekhinah, it's only because uh, what's supposed to learn was Halachta Bedroch uh, of the Gemara, the Pasuk says, we should try to follow in Hashem's ways. So if Hashem is showing me over here, if, the, if Chazal is teaching us that the Shekhinah is in pain over our Russia, so how much more so we Jews should also follow such an idea and people that we think are our uh, enemies, we should also feel the pain. Right? Ma'a lo'shen o'meres. O'mina ket benachas, benachas. When a person is comfortable, then the she'shin is comfortable. Right? oh if a person loves Hashem, I should be happy that Hashem is happy. And when the she'shin is in pain, I should feel the pain. So the person is in, is in com- comfort, he has, you know, he's living, Hashem has granted him wealth and properties. He'll be able to do so many mitzvahs. So I should want, I should be happy for a Jew if he has all these things because then he's able to do more mitzvahs. Again, if, my, if, if we're working as one corporation, so if somebody's doing well, that means more money is going into the corporation. It means I profit. It's not just he's profiting; I'm profiting because he's adding to the corporation. Yesh nachas ruach liot zreina and Hashem has a nachas from it. By shanking, she other mitzvah if a person is in pain, libo he can't function properly. Umakatzer ba'vodus Hashem and he's not fun, he's not serve, he's not being able to function properly and to do his mitzvahs, etc. Vanius lohi niach mida tova. Alkei therefore overall das konu umemra liyoladoso. Sometimes the Gemara brings down that if a person is in poverty, it will drive him to do things which he wouldn't do under normal circumstances. So we should certainly try to help out someone that it should never leave that person to, to you know, to, to go against the Rots and Hashem. Because when a person is suffering, he doesn't really have, uh, his, his mind is not set and he's capable or culpable of doing things which are not the Fi Rots and Hashem. Okay, gentlemen. I guess we will adjourn over here. We well, didn't finish the piece. Maybe see tomorrow. I want to do tefillah though with you, and we'll see if we'll continue with the piece. Are there any uh, questions or issues that we should discuss for a minute or two? Robbie, that hit the spot. Thank you so much. Okay. Have an amazing day, everyone. Is, Thank is, you. Is this is this indiv- uh, he's talking about individual chiv, or he's talking about communal heave as well? What do you What do you mean, Alex? Well, there is a of after reche and then there is a, like, psukim yimato yado imcha zaktaboy. So, things like that. Is it individual, or he's, helioid's focusing on one-to-one ratio, or community, to... Again, there are, there are, again, if, 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 the, again, there, there are, if the city sets up, a city is also members of a community, also have to watch out for other Jews. In other words, um, one, you might not necessarily be able to help out everybody, obviously. So sometimes you need a community effort to help out somebody. And again, the community is also we're, we're all one unit, is it also? You know, sometimes they have more uh, they have more capabilities than just the one one person might not necessarily be able to do everything. So you give it to the community as well. Yeah. Beautiful. Shkorech, Okay. Have an amazing day. Oh, hi, Kaim. How are you? <laughs> okay. okay. All the best. Take care. Okay. Be well. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Bye. One second to give my other share.